This is WCNY's The Capitol Press Room, and we're turning our attention to the diversity of New York's teaching ranks, which was the focus of a recent analysis of teacher retention by the New York Equity Coalition. For more on the issue, we're joined once again by Dia Bryant, Executive Director of the Education Trust New York. Welcome back to the show, Dia. Thanks for having me, Dave. Well, it's our pleasure to have you again. So for starters, why is it important to have diversity amongst our educators in New York schools? I think it's important for all children for at least two reasons. One is when children see teachers who are of sort of same race, same background, same ethnicity, they actually can see themselves in the role in the future, right? And so we want all of our kids to know that they can be community leaders. And then there's some very clear research around the way students of color and teachers of color see one another. And often we see teachers of color having higher expectations for students of color and also mitigating what we know as stereotype threat with non-students of color. So then let's turn to this study from the New York Equity Coalition, which found that public schools around the Empire State had difficulties retaining teachers of color compared to their white counterparts. How different were the retention rates around the state? And was this problem particularly acute in any certain situations or types of school districts? I mean, when we look at teacher retention across the state, the rates are highest amongst schools in sort of our low needs districts. Those are your more affluent neighborhoods. While we looked at charter schools and schools in New York City, Buffalo, Rochester's, Yonkers, and Syracuse, what we often call the big five, Um, They have the lowest retention rates. And what's fascinating is there's a 7% gap in retention between schools in the big four, which are your Buffalo, Rochester, Yonkers, and Syracuse, and those in sort of your more affluent areas. And I mean, you've got an 83% retention in your more affluent areas versus a 76 in those big urban districts. And that tells us that teachers of color are moving out and we should really be asking big questions about how we can mitigate that. Well, is there any clear explanation of why there is a differentiation? I mean, there are some, but they're really anecdotal. I mean, we know some of the reasons that teachers leave often has to do with cost of living or, you know, burnout. Post-pandemic teaching is quite challenging, but, you know, many of the mental health issues and the under-resourced schools, like there are lots of challenges But often, sometimes it comes down to just having a supportive environment. Often, I'll speak, you know, even for myself, in my first couple of years teaching, I was the only teacher of color in my school, and that was in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn. And so it's something that we really have to think about. Does a teacher have colleagues? Do they have other professionals that they can create community with? And then does the leadership actually call them in and try to remove bias from many of the practices that are taking place around the school. It's really important, given the diversity of our state, our state is so diverse, it should definitely be reflective in our teacher workforce as well. And for the teachers who are not being retained, is it clear whether they're leaving the profession altogether or whether they're just going for other opportunities in other schools? So could it possibly be that people of color who are in the education sector are just more transient than their white peers? Or is it the fact that they're just leaving the profession altogether? 
I mean, there are a few trends that we see. We see a lot of movement from high need areas into low need areas. So folks are moving away from the urban scenes into the more suburban scenes. I think we also see a lot of folks, we held some focus groups for this one, want to have leadership opportunities and the pathways from classroom to like clear leadership at the school level or the district level are not very robust. There are some, but um, teachers are not always aware of them. And I think that's one of the big solutions. If we help teachers become leaders in the sector, we'll be more likely to retain teachers of color in the profession. The gap in retention rates between white teachers and teachers of color are smaller when you get to those low needs districts. So is there an assumption that in those low needs districts, which translates to wealthier school districts, that there are the support structures there to try to keep teachers who might be struggling? And that could also play to the fact that they have, I think, the highest retention rates of about 83, 84% over the four-year period you looked at? I think that's a fair assumption. I think it's also fair to assume that in the more resourced schools, there are far less variables operating for teachers inside classrooms. And so they really have an opportunity to hone the craft. I'm imagining that there's, you know, solid professional learning and a focus on curriculum, far less suspension and sort of exclusionary disciplinary practices. So it might be that it is quite a better professional setting for some teachers, and perhaps that's why they choose to stay. And in terms of addressing the retention rates of teachers of color in particular, do we need to have just a broader emphasis on retention of teachers across the system, or should the response be targeted to teachers of color? I think it's a both and, because sort of the sector in and of itself is, everyone is saying teacher shortage, teachers are leaving the profession. And so there is a need to really create more opportunities in the profession for leadership, really on that track to principal and district level leader, particularly for teachers of color. I think there's also a need to start to focus on opportunities for wealth building, particularly for first gens and teachers of color who we know bear the brunt of student loan debt and are often first generation. And so there are things that we can do, you know, from uh, support with housing to, of course, an increased salary, which is what we're seeing down in the city. But there are other things, you know, student loan forgiveness and other opportunities to build wealth for teachers of color. I think that makes the profession far more attractive and it, it keeps people in the work. Well, in the vein of what you're talking about, in 2022, Governor Hochul announced the Empire State Teacher Residency Program to create two-year residency opportunities and provided I think about $30 million to help subsidize graduate degrees for teachers with a priority on diverse candidates. Can that funding commitment make a difference in that problem you're highlighting about some of the socioeconomic conditions that teachers, in particular teachers of color, can find them in, especially when they're young and starting out? I think it absolutely does. And we were um, happy to be on the front end of that work and happy to see that it came out. And I think it does make a difference. I think as we continue to watch just the state of the sector and how folks are moving around, we might want to think even more pointedly and more intentionally about 
the universities and the geographies where we, you know, want to push to have more teachers of color to support the dynamics that are um, quite local and quite specific. Well, finally, is there a retention rate that you think the state and schools around New York should strive for? Is there a sweet spot that makes sense to you? I mean, in a perfect world, we we retain everybody. And our only attrition is actually folks who decide to be leaders and take on the charge of really improving at the system level. If I had to choose a number, and it's very hard to to just say a number, I'd like to more so not see the gap between Black teachers and teachers of color staying in the profession versus their white colleagues. When we see that gap, we know that there are things that we can actually do to actually change the circumstances. If we had, you know, a 2% gap or something like that, it wouldn't feel as big. But when we see 9 percentage point and 7 percentage points between urban and non-urban areas, there are some questions that we should be asking. Well, we've been speaking with Dia Bryant. She is the executive director of the Education Trust New York. Dia, thank you so much for making the time. I really appreciate it. Thanks, David. Support for Capital Press Room provided by the William G. Pomeroy Foundation. Communities across the Empire State have stories to tell. A roadside marker funded by the William G. Pomeroy Foundation can help your town or city educate the public, encourage pride of place, and promote local tourism. More about the Pomeroy Foundation's New York State Historic Marker Grant Program for 501c3 organizations, nonprofit academic institutions, and local state and federal government entities at wgpfoundation.org.